Welcome to Conversations That Bloom, a space for women thriving at the intersection of faith and grit, for women who have a desire to have real and raw conversations about faith, for women who have the resilience to continue even when things are falling apart and still find enough time to treat themselves to some much-needed self-care. We believe words are powerful and with each conversation, God will meet you where you're at and reveal a new way to approach whatever life is throwing at you. My name is Belia and I'm your host. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode or to my favorite episode of Conversations That Bloom. The beginning of the journey, a lesson on faith. How did the, the Bloomer's journey begin? I really believe in the the power of storytelling and I believe that um, every story has purpose and this is just the beginning of my story and my journey and how the Bloomers experience started, why it started, how God planted the seed and all of that good stuff. So yes, let me dive straight into it. Before I get started, I hope you guys are following us on Instagram. We are Bloomers. And I hope you're following myself, Alien Lovu, on Instagram as well. Check us out. Check us out. We are cool. We are awesome. And we have a community of amazing women that are ready to hype you, inspire you, and motivate you. So yes, here's a little bit of information about myself and a little bit of background about the Bloomers journey. So the Bloomers journey... If I start the Bloomer's journey in the middle, that would just be, I would be doing it an injustice. I'll be doing the story an injustice. So I guess I can start at the beginning. Growing up, I've always, or I was like a mix of, of tomboy and girly girl, right? So I was never just one thing. I was never always... Um, just trying to play with the dolls. I was no, not always trying to be about the boys. I always wanted to find myself in a space where I could experiment to do the most and be the most and just, you know, flourish in any environment. So I was never really just trying to stay with one type of, of, of people. I wasn't trying to be one type of person from a very young age. So that always, <laughs> that always made my mom really just frustrated, if I'm being honest. Like she never knew what to do with me. I used to get a lot of beatings, you know, back in the day when they still used to beat. They don't beat anymore because corporate punishment is terrible. But if you used to get beating, shout out, <laughs> shout out to you. Okay, so yeah, primary school, I was in Zambia. Mm, it was a huge shift for me when I moved to South Africa in grade six. But while I was in Zambian primary school, um, it was very traditional, very linear. There wasn't a lot of experience outside of the Zambian culture that I was in. Um, it was just one way of living. I never even used to speak that much English. I just spoke Nyanja, Bemba, and Senga. So it was like deep, traditional linear kind of setup and I really appreciated that because it's part of my foundation and it helped me appreciate the fact that every story has a foundation and that was my foundation. Uh, my auntie actually sent me some pictures two weeks ago of myself as a child and I, I was darker, dirtier, bushier, just ratcheter looking. Just, it was just such a simple time. I don't even, <laughs> yeah, like the person I was as a little human and the person I am now, it's just two completely different people. But I just appreciate that that was where it started and all of the things that were deposited in me at that time were really just what really contributed to the person I am today. So yeah, when we moved to South Africa, um, when we moved to South Africa, I was in primary school. I found myself now, okay, imagine a little village belly, okay? 
zero English in her mouth. The only thing she really knows how to do is look at people, play, and be about the business of just being loud. That's the only thing she knows how to do. But when I got to South Africa, my English was terrible. I was a fish out of water, seeing all of these lights. Everything was bigger, better, beautiful. It was like an explosion of just a lot. It was an explosion of a lotness. So that was, yeah, that was something that was just like extremely intense on my little brain and it just shocked me so much. So that shock, it kind of ignited something in my brain. I think that's when I started thinking, whoa, life is more than what I always thought. Life is more than my little town, Kabwe. Life is more than Zambia. I can't believe there's so much more to life. And my parents taking us to South Africa, my parents taking me to South Africa was the best decision that they've ever made. And I'm always, 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 always so grateful because the things I experienced in South Africa allowed me to learn um, myself more, allowed me to understand what it means to be a global minded person, you know, all of that good stuff. Anyway, I feel like I diverted from the picture that I was trying to paint. Belia, no speaking English, fish out of water, culture shock. Oh my gosh, grade six, what's going on? What's going to happen? Is she going to survive? Of course she survived because here I am today. So I was bullied, heavily bullied in primary school. Every day, all the time, getting beat. Like it was just a verbal beating. Like I used to get verbal beatings every day. Like it was crazy. It was crazy and i'm sitting here now remembering all of the bullying that i used to experience and i'm just like yo belia you are a strong little cookie i remember one 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 break or most breaks actually in grade six and seven i used to eat by myself in the bathroom because nobody wanted to eat with me they were like who's this random village belia like she's so villagey now looking at that and i'm like i'm so thankful people just ignored me at that time because that um strengthened my character it strengthened my personality. It strengthened who I am today as well. So from there, I just made a conscious decision to always learn how to be the best version of myself in every environment. But because I was still very young, I was still very much in primary school, I assimilated to the culture. I started being one of the fish just swimming with the, with the crowd. I didn't really want to stand out too much because standing out was the reason why I was being bullied in the first place. So I was like, you know what, let me try be like everybody else. I feel like that way, if I'm trying to be like everybody else, you know, I won't stand out and I won't be bullied. And that's exactly what happened. So when I got to high school, I just decided to adapt to the culture, be more South African, less Zambian, you know, more, um, more like the kids in the day. And yeah, so I don't feel like I was, I was um, well prepared in t- to be thrown into the waters that I was thrown into. But because of the God that I serve and how gracious he is, everything that I experienced has worked out for my good. So high school, as I was just swimming with the fish, going with the flow, being about the business, I still had my strong character. So I was still able to just tap into the things that made me who I am. So I was athletic. I was network captain. I was this, I was that. I started becoming my own. I started finding things that made me who I am. I started getting interested in that, in sports. I played netball. I played athletics. And that's where I, exp- I expressed my true self the most. I found myself not knowing how to express myself in other situations. But the more I used my body, the more I used my energy, the more I was active, the better it was for my brain, the better it was for me to understand that I'm a leader. So my leadership skills really came out in high school when I was doing all of these amazing sports, when I was um, part of the, the, 
student committee, all of that good stuff. And I realized that I have authority in my speech. I have authority in my voice and I shouldn't shy away from it. So that's what I started doing more of. From about grade 10, 11, I started being more like, okay, maybe I should be a bit more confident. Maybe let me try this because of the situations I was putting myself in previously because I was taking small steps and building from there. Right. So it wasn't a thing of me just all of a sudden waking up like, yes, I'm brave and beautiful and full of faith. I started small and built from there. I did the work and built from there. I did the work. That's the moral of how I see it. And that's what I'm still doing. I'm building from a small seed and building and growing and elevating and elevating and elevating and da 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 da. You get it. You get the vibes. (laughs) Yeah. So from there, when I tell you that university was like, how can I call my university experience? It was like, um, it was like a metamorphosis of some sort. I don't even know that that's like the right way to call it, but I feel like university was like the time where I was like, you know what? I'm in a new province, number one. So I lived um, Johannesburg and I went to Western Cape. Stellenbosch, right? I was like, I'm done with Johannesburg. I want to be in a new environment. I'm done with high school. Over this experience, over this barrier that everybody was trying to, you know, put in a box. I'm trying to be somebody free. I'm trying to be a bird. And that's what I did when I went to Stellenbosch University. I made sure that university was going to be the time of my life where I found myself, where I found things that I'm good at, where I found my true identity, where I was going to explore, be about everything, just not be shy about who I am, loud, this, that. That's exactly what I did in university. First year, you know, first year experience, like I did the most. There was no coronavirus. So your girl was out here doing the most, being lit, but still going to church, you know, because we love Jesus. (laughs) Jesus was always at number one, guys. No matter what, no matter how hangover I was, I still showed up to church on Sunday. And that's, that's on period. That's on saved and sanctified. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. All right. So you need doing the most, doing the most, doing the most. And I actually started realizing in uni that um, a lot of young women like myself, found themselves just following the crowd and just doing whatever they wanted to do with everybody and not being true to themselves because like myself, they were thrown into environments where they had to adapt or die. So adapting or die meant that they just had to now become the same as everybody else so that they don't stand out and so that they don't become someone that's just crazy, unrealistic, all of that stuff. So from there, I I knew like I had a, a deep, a deep desire to just build, to build something that people can, can, can lean on and um, hop onto and tap into so that they can find their, their own voice. They can find their own, their own identity. They can be able to just thrive in themselves. Right. So that's what I started realizing in uni, but because of who I am and the way I work after uni or when uni finished, right. I, okay, before that, before, before I even get into that, after uni finished, I got rejected to, from, to all my job applications. I didn't get any job offers. Everything I applied for, everybody said, no, thank you, Bella, you're not good enough. So from there, I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Because of the type of person I am, just because I've been rejected, I'm not going to sit on this rejection because I know God has placed something in my heart. I have this deep desire to help other people. So how can I do that outside of what the world is saying, outside of the fact that I've been rejected, outside of the fact that things are looking shambolic. 
I took the dis- I took the the step of faith. I was like, okay, everything is gross right now, but how am I going to use this failure to my benefit? I decided to look outside again, like I did in Johannesburg. I was like, okay, Johannesburg is like this, but where can I go? So I was like, okay, South Africa is like this, but where can I go? So I decided to look outside of South Africa. I was like, let me see if I can apply for a job in America, but not any type of job, something fun, something to do with people, something to do with kids, something to help others. So that's how I ended up going to work in montana at a summer camp and that's like a story for another day i'll maybe it might be an episode maybe it might not who knows but that's how that happened and that's how my faith grew even stronger that trip to montana was the cementing of my faith that's where i realized that um i have been exercising my little mustard seed faith and now it's as beautiful as a palm tree it's huge. I have massive faith. I have faith that even if I don't have any money today, I know I'll be okay. I have faith where I know I can leave everything in Lusaka and move to Canada because I know I'm going to be okay. I don't have faith that's small. I have faith that is ridiculously outside of this world. And I'm so thankful that God deposited that faith into me from such a young age. And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast, with We Are Bloomers with the Bloomers community, everything I touch, I want it to be a space where faith is felt, faith is tapped into, faith is the, 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 the moral of the story, it's the foundation, faith or nothing. You know, the Bible says that um, um, nothing pleases God without faith or faith without works is dead or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the Bible says. I don't even know whether that's what the Bible says for real, but I'm pretty sure the Bible says something about pleasing God with faith, all of that good stuff, you know? Um, right. I'm going to put it in the show notes. That's, that's somebody in the background speaking with me, just motivating me as I record this episode. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put that Bible verse for you guys in the show notes. So now as I move to close this episode, I want you guys to realize that everything you do and everything you touch is filled with faith. It's, it's something that God can bless. It's something that God can elevate to another level. So don't undermine whatever you're experiencing right now, no matter how small it is, God can use it to propel you to the next level. And as I sit here, as I glorify God, and as I see God's hand throughout my whole life, I'm so grateful that he's been able to use me as a vessel of his goodness. And I pray that he may use you as well for, for his goodness, that you may impact your community and you may grow in your faith. So yeah, that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Conversations That Bloom. I've been your host, Belia. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to share, leave a review, do the most. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Bye.